Good day. This is Francis Gargani, Redemptorist, ordinarily from our provincial residence in Washington, D.C., speaking to you from New Smyrna Beach, Florida, where we just finished giving a parish mission in our Redemptorist Sacred Heart Parish. I'm happy to be with you for February 5, and it's a Sunday, and the Gospel is from Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Salt, as important as it is for us in our food consumption in our own time, was so important in the Middle East of Jesus that it was even used as pay. Our word salary comes from the word for salt, salarium. Salt served as a preservative well before refrigeration and was understood as a critical necessity for human life. Though modern methods of preservation have caused many of us to be salt intolerant, we know, as did the ancients, the body needs a certain measure of salt to properly function. Throughout the biblical tradition, salt is referenced even in ratifying covenants, signifying the lasting nature of the agreement, both in Numbers and in Chronicles. And for those who can remember, salt used to be put on the tongue of the newly baptized infant as a symbol of incorruptibility of God's life in us. All these meanings and more were stirred up in those original hearers of Jesus and in the Matthian community of the early church. And the metaphor continues to stir us also, though perhaps dated and not as frequently used by the millennial and younger generations, we still consider it a treasured compliment when someone calls us, you are the salt of the earth. We know we yearn to hear Jesus speak that to us for sure, but not just to us individually, but to us as a community of faith. For sure, being salt in the world demands a lot more than one grain. As someone once tellingly said, did you ever see a salt shaker with only one hole in it? And a single grain of dry salt won't make much difference on a sheet of ice. We're called by Christ to be salt together. It's honestly the only way we can really make a difference in our world. It's become so desperately clear to us more and more in our hurting and wounded world how much we do need each other to be God's salt. What a powerful metaphor it is indeed in this age of isolation and alienation, division and destructive war and violence. What about Christ's other metaphor of light? Think of how the very work of God from the beginning is the work of bringing light into the darkness. In the beginning there was darkness over the abyss and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Think of our journey from the nurturing darkness of our mother's womb into the jubilant light of our parents' embrace. 
That journey of darkness and light that never ends is why embracing both God's gifts of darkness and light is one of the great archetypes of human living. Everything and everyone need to both rest in the dark and work and blossom in the light. And from the darkness of pain and failure, ever more powerful light is born. Hopefully, we've all come to know certain people who, though they certainly had more than their share of suffering in life, shine with an unmistakable light. Almost every authentic hero or heroine turns their scars into badges of honor, wounds that radiate light. If you know someone who is almost transparent with light, you can ensure with God's grace that they were able to allow their wounds of darkness to make them more human and more dependent on God and ever more aware of their interdependence with everyone, with everything. We pray together for a little more salt, zestiness in our lives, in our faith lives, and in our faith communities, that together we can uncover a little more of the delicious soul food that is our God, and that together we can welcome God's light to bathe us from head to foot so that we can be just a little bit more God's healing and liberating light, transforming the gloom into the midday of God's sunshine. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you. I hope you can tune in tomorrow for our next podcast. God bless and be with you all.